Hey there, gamers. I'm Isaac, and I'm talking with my mouth today. And I'm Claire, and I'm EP Sleepy. And this is Make, Make That, that game. game, where we pitch the latest, the greatest new video game ideas that aren't ever going to get made. That's the rule, folks. Unless you make it. I mean, you could. You could go out there and make that Some of them. game. No, I thought we were going to do it together. Oh, I didn't really see where you were going with that. Yeah. Well, I was just, you know what? Yeah. That's how we end the show. So it would be confusing for listeners. We can only do it twice a show. Or, they would, only... just, or they would just scroll away. They're like, well, I guess that's the end of yeah. the show. <laughs> that's, how, that's how they know it's done. They hear it. They just shut off. Yeah. So what we do here is we pitch game ideas back and forth for the listeners to listen to mm-hmm, mm-hmm. do you do you have something like that for this show that you've never been on before i've never been on it before no what uh, were all this, those other episodes for this little bit um you're new to the show so that's why i explained the premise uh-huh. of it to you we always explain the premise of the show yeah but for this bit i'm pretending like okay. you need it explained and then you in turn are gonna explain the premise to me when it's my turn i don't know about our listeners need okay sure well anyway what a wow what a nice studio you have at i've never been in it before <laughs> wow what a cool little setup going wow. on we, the sign Make the neon that sign game oh is that the name of the podcast yeah that is oh, okay cool so yeah i mean it just so happens at random for no reason um, cause I didn't know I was going to be on this podcast, but I did have, uh, I do have a game idea, so I guess it works out. Wow. Amazing. And I have a million dollars if your game idea is good enough. Oh, wow. Okay. Well then I'm glad I planned this one for today's episode. It's pretty good. Um, I is took... it night? No, that's next episode. Night? Nice. Oh, because you said pretty good, oh. and so I was like, is it nice? Mm. That's my little wink, wink, nod, but that'll be next episode. Mm, that'll be next episode, because if, you, uh, if you've if you been counting, this episode is number 68, and uh, hopefully that's all the context you need. <laughs> <laughs> um, almost nice. It's almost nice. So we, um, yeah, so I have a game idea. I'm actually taking a leaf out of your book. Um, because I've listened to the podcast before. Not okay. a lot, but like okay. sometimes. All right, all right. And making a two-genre game. <gasps> game. Whoa. Yeah. So this game is a platformer, a la Mario. Oh, okay. Um, and you are like a treasure hunter in like, okay. so So you'll be right. like, it's kind of like dungeon crawling, I guess, but platformer style. Okay. So with, with like an action, like combat? kind of focus yeah i mean i think it would be very it's a very mario like you know like you would have um like skeletons in the crypt come and get you like you know like little little enemies that are repeatable across yeah. time maybe yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. like a dragon little dragons well, so like mario is still very uh, i guess what i'm asking because mario is still very platform focused so mm-hmm. like the the method of defeating most enemies is like, like jumping on them. jumping on them like yeah. engaging in the platforming yeah. is this going to be more like uh kirby like the method of defeating enemies is often not jumping on them but it's actually cool expressly not jumping on them because if you jump on them you do get damaged yeah kirby. unless you have rock you're right but it that confused me i will say like this is such a tangent, but I like talking about <laughs> Kirby really quick. This is game design. So, like, Kirby in the Forgotten Land was the first Kirby game I played. 
and mm-hmm. it is not a two D platformer. Like no. it is fully three D. Um, and so it's easier for me to remember like the combat style there, I guess, because it's it's just set up that way. But uh, in playing things like Kirby Star Allies and Kirby Return to Dreamland, Mario Brain kicks in. Mario Brain kicks in go, because it's I the two D. Yeah. So I just I have especially in Return to Dreamland, I've tried to jump on enemies so many <laughs> times, and it's so hard to not remember. And it's like Nintendo made both these games. They're both two D platformers. Like I need to jump. Some of the, they have the same. <laughs> villains in some cases like that's true anyway that's just a quick little kirby detour because i love kirby but um i yeah. brought us on that it's my fault i think i think there'd be like minimal battle like maybe i mean i see it as like like the current so the old mario games there's really not a lot of power up in the current ones you get like like the cat scratch oh, yeah. and the fireball and like so i kind of see it like that like i think the newest one you can become an elephant mario's kind of losing its mind huh <laughs> they got to keep adding new things I, they don't want to make the same game twice ever, so they have to make the same game, but with something instead of cat suit, <laughs> it's element elephant suit. Uh-huh. You know, that's a unique game. Sure. That's not the same game sure. anymore. Sure, I mean, yeah, sure, okay, sure, yeah, sure. <laughs> um, so so that's that's the one part of it. Okay, so two D platformer. Yeah, the second part is code breaking. Wait. So basically, when what? you play your level. So in Mario and in Kirby, you're usually collecting something like stars or coins or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and sometimes you need a certain amount of like big special stars to do certain things. So in this game, you would need, um, you have to find special items that are pieces to a code book. Okay. And then after each level, you have to start, you have to try to s- decipher the code. So you're collecting all these pieces. Okay, so my initial thought was Code Breakers, like the like the board game. I don't know that game. Um, I think it's gone. I I I remember playing it as a kid. It had a completely different name, but uh, the one that I'm thinking of is your opponent comes up with a word, and then you basically it, it's like a variant of Hangman. It's like Wordle, actually. I'm not, not like, going to... I don't know this game. I've never okay. played this game. But continue describing it so no, that we know what it is. I, and I'm... This is very hazy memories from like first grade. I'm pretty sure that it's called Code Breakers amongst other names. But like, okay. My name is... Pe- or my word is people. Okay. Um, And then you put down like tiles for letters of, you know let's say person, right? So I put down a green stone on the P because that matches. I put down um, a green stone on the E because that matches. I put a red stone on the okay, R. Okay, so it is really much Wordle. Yeah, yeah, Really yeah. much Wordle. It, it's pretty much Wordle. So, that, so that's what I thought of when you said code breakers, but it sounds like you've got a different idea. Yeah. Of how that code breaking segment goes I mean, I down. guess I don't really have the gameplay of the code breaking section, so maybe maybe what you said makes sense actually. Oh. But I thought of it as like a bigger quest. Okay. Like you're slowly gathering the pieces needed to I don't know how to break codes. Maybe you're building the cipher for a code. Maybe mm. that's more interesting. So maybe Maybe you have to collect the cipher and then decode it with the cipher after each level. Each level you collect like pieces of like, let's say a plaque and the plaque 
is something simple like a equals e Mm. and then when you when you go get to the end of the game right you you have all these clues that you gained from all the different levels and then you can use that to like crack the code at the end so like you go back and you're like okay every instance of a equals e so basically the plaques together like let's say every level has like nine pieces you discover you create the plaque it goes in your inventory or it goes on some you know beat the level screen and then you reference that at the end uh, you build up this book of rules and then you just follow those rules and then you break the code and then you can't win the game unless you enter the correct final answer. Yeah. But I think I want there to be some kind of like each level based clue and then you're piecing them together so that the, they can get harder and harder to decode. So instead of like the super easy, like A equals E, there's like other mystery, mystery things. Like we've played games with decoding things before where you have like hashes in a picture, you know, like I think we could be more creative mm. with it. So like maybe the first few levels are just like direct ciphers and then you're, you're building like phrases and then at the end you have to put all the phrases in order. Okay. And there's probably like a clue to how to do that. Okay. And then you've cracked the code and then you get the treasure. How about that? Then you get the treasure, and then Nicholas Cage gives you a thumb up, thumbs up. Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, it's yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely like an eighties like GIF. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, of Nicholas Cage with like really low, like the lowest three colors, <laughs> low resolution, and yeah. it's like four total frames of him uh, putting a thumbs up. And then winking at you and then smiling. Oh, yeah. And... No, I can picture it crystal clear. I know you can't because you can't picture things in your head, no, but I'm literally witnessing it right I now. I have an incredible description of this built in my head. You do. It is actually fascinating. Like, you're, I mean, you're fascinating, but. Thank you. I try. <laughs> like, that you're so good at describing imagery, both on the podcast, but also, like, as a GM. And you can't see it in your head. Yeah. Well, that's really impressive. It's because that's how I store it as text. I guess that's true. Yeah. My brain stores true. it as text. All I have to do is recite the text, whereas other people, they have actual pictures in their mm-hmm. brain and they have to translate that into, into words. words. You're see, right. I skip yeah. that step. Yeah. Maybe that's why. That's what makes you such a, such a vibrant storyteller. Yeah. It's less efficient, though, because mm. I'm pretty sure you can fit an image, you know. A picture's a pic- worth a thousand yeah, words. Exactly. <laughs> so for every picture that you've got, I've got a thousand words in my head, and that's why my memory is so poor, I guess. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're getting <laughs> deep on this episode. Oopsies. Oopsies. But that's my game. Um, oh, we need a name for it. I think it could be called Architeventure. Architeventure. Adventure-texture. Adventure-texture. No, are not architecture. I want to not architecture. I want to go. Um, <laughs> what is it? What is the word? Archaeology. Oh, okay. Adventureology, because you're picking up clues and fighting bad guys. I mean, guys. since you're, it's about breaking a code. It could be crypto Crypt- encryption, crypt encryptiology. No, that mm, our our cryptology. No. Look, we actually don't have to do this. So, listeners. Tell us what you think I should call this game. Email us at makethatgamepodcast at gmail.com and tell us what you think this game should be named. But we have to move on because we have to hear what Isaac has brought to the table, seeing as he knew he was going to be on this podcast. (laughs) All right, fine. All right. Okay. 
So, oh, wait, I was supposed to pretend that you didn't no, know. No, we've already moved on oh, okay, past I'm it. Sorry. Apparently it wasn't a very good bit. I'm sorry, and, I forgot. I forgot uh, my role. Mm. All right, so in somewhat... Just start your sentence again. <laughs> coincidentally, um, my game idea also is sort of about archaeology. Oh. Um, it is a post-apocalyptic scavenging, scavenge venture, scavenging adventure. Scavenger. Um, Scavenger, yeah, there we go. So you are the owner of a post-apocalyptic blockbuster. Ooh. The world has ended, but Blockbuster, through you, has survived. Okay. So there's, right. there's multiple stages to the game. The first step is finding DVDs, VHSs, laser discs, Blu-rays, etc. All these different kinds of media. And then... That's phase one. So I you have go a question and, yes. about phase one. Did Blockbuster ever do DVDs and Blu-rays? I think it did DVDs. Right. I don't. I don't think it ever did Blu-rays. Yeah, but this is a. This is. It's not literally Blockbuster. It's a fantasy Blockbuster oh, okay. which survived. Where all your dreams come true. Where all your dreams come true. Yeah. Fantasy Costco. Oh, okay. That's a reference to another podcast, folks. Sometimes I picked up on it. That's intertextuality. Okay. Is what that is. It's okay. very high level. So, okay. You scavenge. You go out into the wasteland, and this is kind of like a top-down, like, Legend of Zelda kind of dungeon crawler sort of thing. Like, I'm nodding. You're in a I'm hostile nodding. environment. You have weapons. Mutants and bandits are attacking you, and you are looking for treasure stores. And those treasure stores are dvd collections and such this is awesome you would be able to sell this game i well i'm aware but someone else can make it now because that's the <laughs> that's this whole podcast okay. so then step two though step two is making sure that your haul mm-hmm. is rentable so with so you mm. first of all you need to acquire a working dvd player in order to test well oh. no 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 that that you use to test whether the DVD is still usable, that it's not too scratched up, and same for Blu-ray and all that. And VHS player, you need to you need to rewind it in your VHS player, and then make sure that the tape is still visible and stuff. And then, so step one, scavenge. Step two, repair and confirm. Step three, rent. And this. This part is um, the, so Potionomics and Racketeer are the games that I think of. And I know you have no basis of that. I think I've seen Potionomics. Okay. Do I you was, have it? Yes. Yeah. Then I've seen you play yeah, it. Yeah. So like you have shelf space, you put things on the shelves, customers come in and then they have certain needs and you can meet those needs. Mm-hmm. They'll make offers. You have a counter offer and your goal is to basically get as much money as possible for you to buy new VHS because because you can also buy stuff from whomst from traveling merchants okay. and stuff like hey maybe someone comes in and says I found this VHS in the ruins <laughs> I'll take it I'll give it to you for one can of tuna and then you have to say all right I'll give you the tuna and then you can and then that for the next time you hit the repair phase then maybe you got a bunkus, maybe you got a, a trash VHS and you wasted your resources. So wait, so is money real or is it just goods? It's both. I think you opened a door with that one. Oh boy. 
It's goods and money. I would just keep it money to keep it simple. No? Okay. He made a big grumpy face, so I'm going to say never mind. I'm pouting, folks. (laughs) I'm big pouting. Never mind. That's fine. It can be both. It needs to be both because, you know, it adds depth to the game. Okay. I'm sure there's actual game design principles somewhere hidden in there, but um, I'm not going to dive into that because I haven't thought that part through. There's two resources. To, well, three technically because the, the merchandise is also. Right. So, yeah, I um, literally spent probably 45 minutes. I spent way too much time as I was trying to drift off to sleep last night coming up with a name that was like DVD op apocalypse or apocalypse it's called space jam dvd right no No. because there's no space apocalypse jam dvd (laughs) 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 no okay maybe i don't know i don't have a name for it this this is the name this is the nameless episode oh no we have to name it though eventually okay Tossing and turning all night, you didn't come up with any name? No, oh. no. I could not think of any way to make DVD or VHS or Laserdisc or Blu-ray fit into the word apocalypse. There was no ap- apocalypse. Apocaly- yeah, exactly. It's impossible. And I also tried Armageddon, even though Armageddon is a place, not like a thing. Maybe, oh, maybe I was, maybe there's like Ragnarok. Ragnarok. So I think the tough thing no. is DVD and VHS. They, they're all things that stand for things. So it's hard to insert an acronym into a what? word. You knew this. I'm, yeah, You're I did. You're being silly. Yeah. Um, I actually don't know what they stand for now that I say it out loud. Just one of those things, right? Like Digital the fa- video disc. Probably. VHS, though. Video home system. Well, that would make sense for the VCR, but the VCR is... the sun- R stands for Virtual recorder. cassette recorder. <laughs> video cassette. Video re- cassette recorder. That's what VCR is. Oh, b- boom. So what's hey, VHS? Video Video home. home. It's not system. Stereo. Like if it was VHT, like video home tape. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Anyway. Vehicular uh, no. ham slaughter. <laughs> No, but we do need to make a game called Vehicular Hands on air. <laughs> yeah, I came up with the best one. We, we need to reverse engineer that game <laughs> on a later episode. Start with the name, build it backwards. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, uh, again, nameless this time. Come yeah. back to us, listeners, with an idea for a name for that one. Yep. Yeah. So next segment, please. Do you have a question? Kind of. <gasps> so it's more of like like a fun little quizzy question because I couldn't come up with like a deep discussion question. Okay, quiz me. Quiz okay. knows. Well, it's not, I guess it's not, a, it's it's like like a personality quiz. Like, would you rather... Trivia. Oh, yeah. okay. So like, would you rather play... So in games that are open world, we've already talked about this whole like, how do you know when it's done? How do you like time it out? All this stuff. But I'm just thinking personal preference wise. Are you more of like, I'm going to play the game like the main storyline and just like finish it and then go back into the game and do all the, all the quests or are you more, I'm going to do as many quests as I can, if not finish all the quests and then, and then finish the whole, like, and then play the big bad. And so like when it, when you've actually 
finish the story, you're done, done. Or there's a third option. You just don't really care that much about the side quests. Hmm. And I just, it's just like three ways to play, you know? So I'm just curious about the pros and cons of each way and what, what way you, you lean. So, so, okay. So that, it, that depends on the game. Cause this is also mm. like an open world game design thing because, you know, Legend of Zelda, mm-hmm. if you beat the game, like Breath of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom, if you beat the game, that's it. You cannot then replay in the world where you've beaten the game. Right, but you can still go back and in that right, save file. Right, you can go file. back, but but like like there is no there is no post game. Like you, Link cannot exist in a post Ganon Hyrule versus something like Chicory where you can just like play forever. Yeah, like a lot of games like like uh, Oblivion, Skyrim, like the Elder Scrolls open world game. Like once you've beaten the game. You now exist in the world where you've beaten the game. You've defeated the final now, boss. You know, you've saved the world and you can now wander around and you can finish the quest. So in type A, the Legend of Zelda kind. I just want to clarify what that means. Okay. Wh- when you said it to me, it was incredibly confusing the first time to me. Okay. Like I understand it now, but like when you first told me when we were playing that game, yeah. basically like what Isaac's saying is that if you go back into the same save file after you've beat Ganon or whatever at the end the world you're playing in like the castle will still be cursed there's still going to be gloom there's, there's no there's no ability to save the game after you've yeah. defeated ganon so. so like even though you can go back into that same save file it's not post the game right whereas like it's- other games like if say if there was an evil castle that you defeat you could keep playing and the castle would be gone or it would be good again or whatever yeah you 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 could save the game I mean, it's 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 exactly the same thing as if you save the game before you fight an enemy, like boss monster. You get defeated. You reload the game. You know, you're in a world where you didn't actually die. So yes, um, in a game that is designed in such a way where there is not like a post game where beating the game is the end of it, and then like if you want to play it more, you either start a new save file or you reload to before you you beat the game that makes me a lot less interested in actually playing the main quest because then it's done and there's plenty of other mm-hmm. content mm-hmm. um in a game where you can continue playing afterwards i you know i'll get to it when i get to it and now the secret third fourth option oh okay secret fourth option there are games where they are open world but certain things are not allowed to be done in like until after you've beaten the game. Yes. Then I want to rush through like Pokemon games. Mm. I would consider them pseudo open world, just especially the latest one, just because until you beat the game, like you can't really do the part that I'm most interested in. Usually um, the like breeding and battling and like making the ultimate team and, you know, just doing post game stuff. That is that is a secret a secret fourth option because I don't even know if that counts in what I'm discussing. It's such a to me such a weird way to play. Like when you described what playing Pokemon was like, that you like try to get through the base game to do what you just described, mm-hmm. like actually play the game. It'd be like if there was an entire game before The Sims, 
Yeah. And then you're like, finally, I get to actually play the game. Well, like, that That's literally how I feel with Pokemon. And the more story and cutscenes that they add to it, I'm just like, what are you, what are you doing? Not like, just a bizarre, but it kind of happens with Animal Crossing too, a little, at least in, in New Horizons. Although it's not, I mean, yeah, it is open world, kind of. I would say it is. I, I would say that like it just, it like. Well, you get the credits after you get KK Slider to play yeah. at your island and then. And then you can be free. Right. Um, in that, there's... I'm not sure if there's any actual motivation, like, from my perspective. I don't think... I I honestly don't have any motivation. Well, there's things you can't do until... Like, what? I don't know, because I didn't play that part. Because I, I joined your island after you were done. Oh. But I'm assuming there's things... I can't remember. I think upgrading your house. I don't think you can upgrade your house until you've done that. Well... You, the goal of the game is to get the maximally upgraded house. So, like, all it gives you is extra house size. Right. I don't think that there's anything that, you, like, you can't do in the grand scheme of things. I'm pretty sure there is. Well, you know, we'll have to look it up after the fact, and yeah, I'll make sorry. an apology video no. if I'm super wrong. I'll <laughs> Maybe play you're the ukulele. right. I just, just like K.K. Slider. No, K.K. Slider, I think, plays a guitar. He does. Um... So, I do, I feel like we did divert away from the original question a little bit. So, can you remind me what the original question was? I just was? wanted to know what you... You did. You kind of answered it. It was like, oh, what okay. way do you play the open world? And oh, yeah. It depends It depends on the design. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, for me, that's Buck Wild. I was like, whoa, he cares about those things. Because I, no matter what, I have the same emotion about it. It's once I finish the big bad, I'm done. I'm out of here. Wow. I'm finished. I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back. I do not want to go back, which is why games like Pokemon, that blew my mind. Because I was like, no, but you're done now. But you're all done. It's all done. All done. No, never done until I've got the best team and I win a tournament. I've never been to a Pokemon tournament. But (laughs) But I I, I get like, I I get, I get that. I, I just, for me, I have to play all the quests first that I, that I care about. Like if I care about a quest and I want to finish it, I have to do it before I fight the big bad, no matter if I could go back after. Yeah. I don't want to. I never oh. want to. Just because you've you've done it. You've Because I'm the done. Game. The game I actually tried done. I think I went back a little bit with Chicory and that was like, I don't know, I wasn't very excited about it. I mean, that's yeah, that's one of your problems with like Oxenfree, right? Like you yeah. technically Oxenfree like isn't done until you do like There's another like a, loop, but well, you don't want to play special, the loop. Well, Oxenfree is different too because I was looking up stuff about it and I think it's like there's also like diff- there's so many different endings you can get. And for me, the issue with Oxenfree is so basically listeners like Oxenfree, it's a great game. I really do recommend Listen it. Listen back to our episode where we honky yes. bonky. Yes. So Oxen, which is a honk and bonk, which is like a game review, <laughs> just to be clear. Um, Basically, you play it and it's like a time loop. And so you play the same game over and over, but slightly different. My problem with it is because I don't want to play it over right away. Like, I will play a loop and then I probably won't play it for months. But I forget all the choices I made. So you can't, so you, you don't making, know if you're playing a new right, loop. Right. So then or not. I end up making the same choices. And so I don't actually know how fast I'll finish it because I just can't, I can't play it back to back that much. But I, I do really like it. I, when we, when I honked and bonked Greece. This was a big issue, I thought, with Greece. Greece has a lot of, um, they're barely side quests. It's like collectibles, I guess. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when I finished Greece, I think I was like 28% or something done. Like it was like such a small percent. 
And I didn't even know what I was supposed to look for to go back and complete. Like, it basically wanted me to just play it again. But I don't think it even gave you any benefits to playing again. No, it just... Sometimes they just have... <laughs> I don't know. I didn't some like Some people that. like to 100%, and so games have percent. The only game... To 100. Well, no, that doesn't bother me. I'm just saying that, like, the fact that I played through the entire game and I was only at, like, 20%, that's ridiculous to me. That's ridiculous. Yeah. I should be at least at 50 if I finish the whole game. It depends on, like, well, what it, that percentage actually means. Because if that's, like... If it's like 20% of secret bonus stuff, then if you aren't looking for secret bonus stuff, then... I guess, but I got some secret bonus stuff. So like... On accident. Not on accident. (laughs) I I just say that that was a bad design to me. I very much bonked that in the episode. But bonkable. Yeah, because I... Yeah, I will not go back into a game. The only game I've really repeatedly played is Kirby game... Kirby game? Forgotten Land. Because I'm trying to hundred. I'm, tra- <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> Perfect. A Kirby game. Kirby game. <laughs> Just like Link's Awakening. <laughs> we have Link's Awakening and we have Kirby game. Okay. And that's and it. W- folks, what she is referring to with Link's Awakening is she never once referred to Breath of the Wild correctly because she, <laughs> the only other Link's Awakening, the only <laughs> other Legend of Zelda game she had played was Link's Awakening. Yeah. Every time she referred to Breath of the Wild, she would say, Link, I'm going to go play Link's, Link's Awakening. Awakening. And then I started to get better. And I started calling it like Link of the Wild or something. But yeah. then when Tears of the Kingdom came out, I started calling that Breath of the Wild or also still Link's Awakening. Yeah. <laughs> or sometimes just game. <laughs> just game. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, Kirby game. So that I'm trying 100%. I'm at like 88, but I think I have to collect all the little tchotchkes and that's going to take forever. Hey, just get infinite coins. Yeah, I have a lot of coins, which is good. I get them by playing the levels, if you were wondering. We're recording at night, so it's a little goofy in here. (laughs) (laughs) It's a little goofy. Um, Okay, but yeah, I guess that's... So I was saying that like I would not not go back um, and do it, so I don't. The end. That's, Good riddance. That's the discussion segment. We went a lot of places, though. I should I should always know we can always make a discussion out of something. Yeah. I'm going to get my phone ready for our next segment, which is... The Rapid Fire Round. In the Rapid Fire Round, we generate three random words. We have only five minutes to come up with a game idea for those words. And we need a name. And that's why I said we don't need a name. When we, I was referring to the games we pitched, because we do need a name for these games. <laughs> We're okay. Are you ready? She, I'm ready. She's got a lot of business going on. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. In fact, it's starting. Tone. Learn. Glacier. How is tone spelled? T-O-N-E. Okay. Tone, glacier, and... Learn. Learn. It's a learn em up kids game. game. About glaciers and glacial movements and how glaciers impacted the landscape that is today. One could say that (laughs) glaciers toned the landscapes. Wait, I have a great idea for the gameplay. So, to learn how glaciers moved and grooved, you are the glacier. (gasps) Well. Excuse me? So you play as the glacier and you get to like 
navigate through mountains and different climates and you can see how you react to the environment so like how long you can last in certain temperatures when you melt what do you become what shapes (laughs) do you make in the stone come on this is great you can get stuck in crevices and like make a little hole like in some of the gorges we have here how much agency do glaciers have? <laughs> no, like none, but but that's but this is the fun part. Okay, so so it's about it's more about teaching like the effects of glaciers through experience. Okay, so in, <laughs> instead of being okay, so all right, here's what I'm there imagining. There has to be gameplay. We can't just say it teaches kids about glaciers and then walk away. All right, so what I'm imagining is instead of being like a, a literal glacial pace. You move at like the speed of a normal video game character, so it's not super frustrating. Oh, that's but what you I was are thinking, yeah. a massive glacier. But there is a timeline, like there's the year mm-hmm, in the mm-hmm, corner mm-hmm. and it's going by super fast. And like what you're doing it I imagine it to almost be like Katamari Damashi. I don't know. Oh, oh, that's the, the big, roll-y up yeah, game. Yeah. Um and so like you are on the planet and you there's different like landscapes and this the learn them up part is almost more like a toy like i'm a big glacier i see a forest what happens if my glacier crosses over the forest yeah and then um the temperature as the temperatures change yeah like like you said it's more about seeing how things interact with each other right and then that's the learning maybe right. a little pop-up says yeah and the fun part is that you get to like do it and then that's also replayability so like yeah I you're, see... you're making the choice of like yes i want to learn what a glacier and a forest do together exactly so what i try to imagine when we're coming up with learn them up kids games is um your teachers introduced this game during a lesson but now it's indoor recess are you clicking on that game on the computer time Yes. And the answer is yes, because you want to make fun shapes with your glaciers. Yeah. So that's how I how I try to design the games is the the teachers introducing them, but you still want to play it during indoor recess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like Oregon Trail. The epitome exactly. of a learn 'em up game. Um the first learn 'em up game, perhaps. Ooh, now I want to do research on, on learn 'em up games. Maybe what if Donkey Junk Donkey Kong Jr. <laughs> math was the first learn em up kid. Was that game. before? Okay. What if that was Let's the call first? Time oh, before do we have we a name? Lose? Oh, no. It's learn em up kids. Glacial pace. But, glacial, glacial racer. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> They're not racing. No, I know. <laughs> but should they be racing? <laughs> should they? No. Should, okay. That's not really learning. Right, Wait, how much time do we fine. have? We have over a minute, okay, so okay. it's like fine. But did he mean a one minute and one second, no, or no, more no, than that, no, folks? No. We a minute's not long in this in this. No, I know. Uh, world of ours. Um, we still have over a minute. Gosh. Okay. So we don't want glacial race or glacial racer because no. we're not racing the glaciers. No. Even though it's really fun to say. Um, what other cool glacial words or phrases are there? Meltwater. Tip of the iceberg. <laughs> icebergs are a different thing. Learn them up, kids. Icebergs are a different thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's an illegal naming convention. Um, glacial explosion. Glacier carve. Tone them up. <laughs> Learn them up, kids. Tone them up. Glacials tone. <laughs> I we're almost out of time. Yes, we are. Learn them up, kids. Learn them up, kids. The big freeze. No, 
Learn my kids big ice. Okay, sure. Bam, seven seconds left on the clock. Learn them up, kids. Big Ice. <laughs> You're acting like that's not a very good name. It's pretty good, but I think we could have done better if we had had more time. Yeah, I wasted too much time doing a bit. It's okay. I also times. wasted time talking about Oregon Trail. So, uh, Anyways, are you ready for the next three words? Yes. Oh, good. Well, what are they? You didn't even count down. <laughs> okay. I like the countdown part. <laughs> okay, fine. I'll go back to counting down for a little bit. Occupy, talkative okay. vessel. Okay. It's um, one piece of video game. Oh. Sorry. You had an sure. idea. Go ahead. I was actually going to say that we already made this game. Mm. Sans the vessel part. The vessel is going to be the unique part because there was a game idea. In fact, I believe... Actually, I don't think that we made the game idea. I believe that this was a listener game mm. idea about distracting people yes. by talking to them. That was um, Listener Larry. Yes. Uh, so um, this is a sequel to that game Okay. that takes place on a pirate ship mm-hmm. because of One Piece. Yes, it's 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 gonna play off of the One Piece like excitement. Yeah, so yeah, it's gonna play off. Yeah, exactly. Uh, a tie em up. Mm-hmm. A tie em up. No, no, no. <laughs> a tie in. Um, okay. So what complicates this to make this a completely different game than the original one, which is you know talking with people to distract them while um, a a an AI controlled and slash or second player like thief steals money from them i believe that this was, was the, your that was your game that was my game did we have multiple games with this so larry conceit? had one where you basically had to like talk to pretend to be higher status i think and there was oh. like but your game was the one where you had to like distract people while they got pickpocketed okay so i guess this is a sequel to my own game okay sorry listener larry they're just very close <laughs> they, very close um the the intriguing the twist on this is that because it's on a vessel um you deal with the same people throughout the entire game instead of like it being like a mission where mm-hmm. you infiltrate like one party and then you move on uh, to another party you can't get off a ship in the middle of the ocean exactly so like not only do you need to distract them long enough to steal from them you also have to like keep suspicions off of yourself and like hide the goods that your partner steals in various places so that you don't get caught because as you continue to do this to new people, the situation escalates until they have the sea cops. I'll call them. Okay. Yeah. Not, not Marines. Just the no, sea cops. The sea cops uh, launch official investigations and tie things down. And then you've, you've got to, in order to beat the game, you've got to make it all the way back to shore and escape without getting caught or so, seized. Do you remember at all the name of your game? Because we could just call it that at sea. But obviously, yeah, no. I don't remember. That was so the long name. ago. That we was that one. Early I don't even one. know. Yeah. The fact that I remembered it at all, a miracle. Yeah. So, yeah, because if, if we knew that, we'd just call it that at sea. I'm just going to call it distract at sea. All right. Sure. I'll take it. <laughs> We have one minute and 57 seconds at the clock. I don't exactly know what distract at sea means, but it does give you a very clear game idea of what the game is as long as you know what the game is. Yeah. It ties it together. If we were to actually make this game, which we won't, we would look up the old game and then take that title and then add under it distract at sea, and that makes sense then. Yeah. We just don't know. All right. Well, it's time for the final round of this Rapid fire round. Three, 
two, one, go. That gave me joy. <laughs> okay. Passive. Passive income. Vision. Vision. Income. Affect. Affect. A-F-F-E-C-T. So it could be affect, affect or it could be affect. Okay. Well, because like, you know. So passive vision affect vision and affect kind of tie in together a little bit like sensory wise because like like i'm looking up affect because i feel like that's like the way that you talk okay as a noun and affect okay so so like the reason i'm tying them together it can also be a verb yes to affect something so just saying to affect something is to have an effect on it. <laughs> Your affect can affect someone with an effect. Okay. I I don't know what to do with these words. I I I'm 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 losing it, folks. I'm going crazy over here. Um. All right. So that means I have to look. Vision. Pa- Vision passive. Passive. Effect. Affect. Oh, wait, you're a man with laser eyes. <laughs> I want that. I need to clip that sound and just have it. That, that was just so good. Just out of the silence. Obviously. You're a man with laser eyes. <laughs> you're a man with laser uh-huh. eyes and you have to have a minimal effect. No, that's uh, effect. E- e- um, a minimum. You have to have you. You, you have to affect minimally your surroundings <laughs> and people, and so this is a VR game, and you basically just have to look away from all the important things because passively, your eyes shoot lasers. Got it. Wait, that's great. <laughs> I love this. This is kind of a goofy game, a la like yeah. Oh, what was the one that was like the man who just was like... Excuse me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, for for those of you who can't see me, I was kind of just wiggling my whole body. Oh, yeah. She was wiggling every bit of it. <laughs> um, yeah, so so a silly, goofy virtual reality game where your laser vision is always on. And I think we can do some fun things with like people screaming and like silly cartoon blood and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. And the, no, there is no way for you to simply close your eyes and not hurt people. No, you specifically have to look away from them. Yeah. Uh, which means as things enter your vision, you have to be quick and you have to re- remember where other things were. Yeah. And the goal is to do the least amount of damage. Well, I guess it's kind of like an auto scroller, right? Like I assume things yeah. are just kind of like you're well, walking down a street. But yeah. And and like every level is like a certain amount of time and it has like a n- certain number of like scripted events that happen. And so it's called. <laughs> it's hungry eyes. I think that we've already made a game called hungry. Eyes. No. Okay. Um, I think we've literally used that name before. It's called looks could kill. <laughs> Okay, if looks could kill. If looks could kill. I, I'll, I'll take it one minute and 25 seconds. All right. Bam. That's our podcast. We're done. We did it. Good night. Well, we also want to say that um, if you want to leave us a rating and review on iTunes, that would be absolutely groovy. Please do. Um, if you want to email us, you can email us at makethatgamepodcast.gmail.com. You can find us on social media at makethatgamepod on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. You can also... 
Follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash make that game. And if you heard a game today that you were like, I really need to play this game right now, but it doesn't exist, then we encourage you to get out there and make, make that, that game. game. All right, since that's the second time you've heard that this podcast, that will trigger the innate programming for you to now shut off. So, yeah, it's over so now. It's it's over, unlike earlier where I tried to make it over early. But okay, it's over for real now. Bye. Bye.